life is like a 60-minute football game. Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the food guru, here with your weekly pep talk. This week's pep talk is called Life is Like a 60-Minute Football Game That Takes 60 Years to Play. I believe the game of life takes 60 years to play. It starts at 20 and ends at 80. The first 18 years don't count because you live at home with mom and dad. You must follow their rules and do as they say, at least in theory. Now, I know that some of you are thinking, hey, some kids grow up with bad parents and they're on their own earlier than that. And I agree. But I also believe that parenting in America is at an all-time high. Most people, especially in America, do a great job raising their kids. We do whatever it takes to ensure that our kids have a better life than we did. From 18 to 20 is spring training. Go wild, have fun, nobody's keeping score. This is the first time that most of us are on our own and it can be a very dangerous time for many of us. Most people do their stupidest stuff during this two year period from 18 to 20. I know I did. Then we have the first quarter. The game starts at 20. The first quarter is from 20 to 35. This is when we figure out who we are not. We experience a variety of events and make lots of mistakes. We figure out what we like and mostly what we don't like and what not to repeat. Life will teach us the same lessons over and over and over until we learn them. Note to self, don't do that again. The second quarter is from 35 to 50. This is when we figure out who we are. We discover what we really like and what we're really good at. We begin to formulate the plan that will define our life and help us put points on the board. Halftime is a 50. This is time to take a breather and evaluate the first half. Make some adjustments and come out smarter in the second half. The first half are the learning years and the second half are the earning years. The third quarter is from 50 to 65. This is when we use what we learned in the first half to put points on the board and money in the bank. In Zen, they say, find your path and lead your life. As a new member of the third quarter club myself, I've discovered my real desire is to be a leader and a coach. I am passionate about helping others learn to use their natural talents and work toward their real potential. The fourth quarter is from 65 to 80. This is when we should be able to enjoy life on our own terms. All we need is good health and plenty of cash in the bank to spend on having fun and adding value to the lives of the people around us. This is when people are traditionally ready to retire from active work. Personally, my plan is to work at what I enjoy and not even consider retirement until I'm at least 80. What the hell am I going to do? Go fishing? Think about it. 80 is the new 65. Do you realize that if you're under the age of 50 today and in decent physical shape, you will most likely live to see your 100th birthday? It's true. The advances in medical science are amazing and getting even more incredible every day. We had a lady who recently came to our restaurant to celebrate her 100th birthday. She walked out of the elevator into the restaurant, sat down, and ordered a martini 
and a medium rare ribeye. And when she left, she said, hey, I'll see you next year. Wow, I hope I'm doing half that good when I'm her age. I like this perspective because it goes against conventional wisdom. Most people think the game starts at birth and, and ends at 80. That would put halftime at 40 years old. That means it takes 40 years to climb the hill and 40 years to come down the other side of the hill. This is why men most often have midlife crisis in their 40s. I say the game of life starts at 20 and goes until at least 80. With this thinking, we get to move halftime from 40 years old to 50 years old. I like this a lot better. The first half is from 20 to 50. These are the earning years. The second half is from 51 to 80. These are the earning years. And if you get anything extra, it's a blessing. Okay, now let's change the conversation and look at this from a different perspective. I want to look at this from the perspective of your 75-year-old self. Wow, 75-year-old self. What would he or she have to think about this? Okay, so the first thing is, try to stay in decent shape and save some money for your 75 and 80-year-old self to enjoy. It would be a shame to leave the old guy or the old gal sick and in the poorhouse having to eat dog food. I want you to think of your life as a relay race that takes 60 years. Each year, you pass the baton to your new self. Eventually, the baton will be handed to your 75-year-old self. And the big question is, what will you be able to do with the baton when you're 75? And what will that baton be made of? Will it be pure gold or PVC? Let's go back and start at the beginning. Your 20-year-old self is at the starting blocks. The starting gun sounds and you're off. What do you do? Do you go to college and study or get drunk and drop out? Do you marry the wrong person twice or do you pick the right partner the first time and build a great home and family together? What about your career? Do you pick a career that you're passionate about or work at a job you hate and can't wait to retire from? What about money? Do you save at least 10% of your earnings and invest it wisely for your 75-year-old self to enjoy in the not-too-distant future? Or do you blow it on trivial things like new cars every year and keeping up with the Joneses? Think about it. Are you doing the right things that will make your financial future great, or are you blowing it in the here and now? And what do you think your future self will think about that when the baton is passed to them? Will the baton be made of solid gold or shabby PVC? Here's a smart thing that I heard recently. Taking the easy way now leads to a hard life later. Taking the hard way now leads to an easy way life later. That's pretty smart. Okay, let's zoom out and look at this from a larger perspective. Where are you in the life cycle? Which quarter are you in? If you're in the first quarter, your job is to learn some new skills, make some new friends, figure out who you are not, and save a little money for the future. If you're in the second quarter, you need to learn new skills, make more friends, and figure out how and where you're going to put points on the board. If you're in the third quarter, it's time to learn new skills, make more friends, and start putting points on the board. Did you know that Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, didn't sell his first hamburger until he was 54 years old? It's true. 
And if you're in the fourth quarter, your job is to learn new skills and stay relevant. And we get plenty of hope from Colonel Sanders. That's right, Colonel Sanders, who founded Kentucky Fried Chicken at the ripe old age of 65. Colonel Sanders struggled for most of his life and then pulled out a major victory in the fourth quarter. Think of an NFL football game that lasts 60 minutes. How many of the games are decided in the first quarter? In the first quarter, very few. The winner of most NFL football games is usually decided in the fourth quarter. So no matter who you are and where you are in this game called life, it's never too late to change the outcome. My point, ladies and gentlemen, is that there is plenty of time. You're going to live a lot longer than you think you will. Slow down and take the long view. The moral of the story is this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. You need to have a long-term view. There's plenty of time. You just need to focus on doing the right things to the best of your ability. I hope these ideas help you see the timetable of your life with a new perspective. Okay, so today, before I leave you, we're going to start a new thing. It appears that this little Build a Better Restaurant podcast is starting to take off and we're getting some traction and some very favorable responses. And I'm very, very grateful for that. So thank you. I've received a few questions from listeners and I'm going to start to answer them at the end of each podcast. So let's give that a shot and see how it goes. The first question is from Daniel in Topeka and he writes, I'm 53 years old. I own a restaurant that is doing okay. I work seven days a week because I cannot find a manager who I trust to run the business when I take a day off. My kids are getting older and I'm missing out on all the important family occasions. Plus, I'm unable to save money for retirement. I'm thinking of closing the restaurant and going to work for someone else. What do you think? Wow. First, I'm thrilled to have a question and second, this one's a real doozy. And unfortunately, it's all too common. Here's how I see it. It is very difficult to diagnose your problem, Daniel, without more information. But I want you to know that you're not alone. We see this problem every day in the restaurant business. And the truth be told, I've asked myself the same question more than a few times. At what point do we give up and throw in the towel? Okay, so I haven't thrown in the towel and I have no intention of doing it. I'm standing, I'm gonna fight to the end. The game isn't over, we still got plenty of time. I'm only in the third quarter. Sounds like you have three problems, Daniel. You can't find a manager that you trust, that's number one. Number two is you're missing important family occasions. I get that one. And three, you're unable to save for retirement. I understand that too. Let's take them one at a time. Number one, you can't find a manager that you trust. Here's the truth, Daniel. None of us can find a manager that we trust. Restaurant managers are almost impossible to hire from the outside. There are many problems with hiring managers from the outside, and here are just a few. They don't understand our culture. Their work ethic may or may not meet our expectations. They may not have the talent to actually perform the job to the level we expect. They may leave us at the wrong time and we'll have to start all over and be back to where we are today. My solution is to build your own managers. Start with your very best and most trustworthy employee and make a serious investment into them. 
Teach them the skills they need to help you open and close the restaurant. Build checklists for them to follow. Build a black and white system and teach them to be the manager and the leader. The biggest problem that restaurant owners have is they're martyrs. They believe that nobody can do it as well as they do. Most restaurant owners need to become better leaders. Most restaurant owners need to build an on-the-job training program to teach their people how to manage the business. I believe there is one person in every restaurant who is just praying for the opportunity to step up and show us what they can do if they're given the chance. It's true. Number two, I used to work seven days a week for the same reasons, and here's what I did. I changed the hours of the restaurant. I closed the restaurant on Sunday. This made a huge difference in my lifestyle. My ability to keep good people went way up. For me, Sunday was the big problem day. Nobody wants to work on Sunday. Think about it. How many people you don't want to work on Sunday? Sunday just has a different feel than every other day of the week. And the reality is that restaurant people like to get hammered on Saturday night. And it's difficult to get people to show up on Sunday morning. Sunday brunch was a great sales day for us, but Sunday night was usually a bust. And it was also the time when most of the people did the stupidest stuff during the whole week. So I made the tough decision and worked hard to replace the revenue in the other six days of the week. Okay, I can already hear some of you saying, it just isn't possible for me. I understand that it's a bold move, but I think it's a hell of a lot smarter than driving yourself crazy and losing your family in the process. The key is to work smarter and find ways to increase sales on the days that you are open. Now, one of my restaurants is open for lunch and dinner and closed on Sunday. And the other restaurant is dinner only. Tuesday through Saturday, we're closed every Sunday and Monday. This gives the staff a much better lifestyle and it helps us keep good people. Having every Sunday and Monday off is a big, big benefit. Let's talk about number three. You're unable to save for retirement. This one's a little tricky, but I believe you're already saving for retirement. I believe that owning your own business is the absolute best way to save for retirement. I believe that investing in yourself is much better and much smarter than taking a chance on the fine folks from Wall Street. Here's a little idea to illustrate my point. In all the world, there are eight ways to become rich. It's true. First, you can steal it, rob a bank. Number two, you can win the lottery. It happens. Number three, be born rich. Number four, you could inherit wealth from a rich uncle. Number five, you could marry into money. Number six, you could get a great job. Number seven, invest wisely. And number eight, build your own restaurant. Number eight, build your own restaurant, build your own business. If you own a restaurant or any business for that matter, you have one of the eight ways to build wealth and get rich right now. Here's the thing that most people just don't understand. If you own a restaurant and that restaurant is breaking even or maybe even making a little bit of money, you're in a great spot. Here's why. Once you hit the break-even point, 60 cents of every additional dollar will go to the bottom line as profit. Think about it. If you increase your sales by 10%, 
your fixed costs, your labor costs and your overhead should not have to improve. They shouldn't go up at all. They should be able to handle the additional business of 10% with the money you're already spending. All you have to do is pay for cost of goods and that should be 30% of the new sales. And there might be a few extra things like credit card fees and maybe a few other incidentals. So let's call that 35%. So the additional business is going to cost us 35%. And then if we invest an additional 5% of the additional new sales into a very strong marketing campaign, our costs for the additional sales will be maximum 40% of the new sales. That means that 60% of our new sales, the sales above the break-even point, will go to the bottom line as profit. If we create an additional $50,000 in additional sales and keep 60%, that's $30,000. That's a 250% return on our additional investment. All because we own our own restaurant. Where else can you get a 250% return on investment that you have 100% control of? This, my friend, is where I would put all my energy if I were you. Running a restaurant or any business for that matter can be very hard. The trick is knowing where to focus your energy. If you are the owner of a restaurant, you have the means to create enormous wealth for you and your family. If you own a restaurant, like Daniel does, at 53 years old, Daniel has a one-year head start on Ray Kroc, who didn't start selling the McDonald's empire until he was 54 years old. Wow. If you have a question, please come to Food Guru University and click the appropriate buttons. I look forward to hearing from you. I loved answering this question. And in fact, I love it so much that I'm going to do my next podcast on this subject. So be sure to tune into my next podcast. I think I'll call it Life above the break-even point. I'm Peter Harmon, the food guru. My goal is to help you build a better restaurant. 1% better every day, 300% better every year. You can do it. I'll show you how. Thanks for listening.